Welcome to Pause and Press Play, where you get to pause your life and press play on all of your thoughts, emotions, ideas, and concepts. Thank you for joining this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Kyla Nicole. Well, hello everyone, and thank you so much for joining Kyla Nicole. I have been away for some time. Um, I don't know why. It just seemed like it took me so long to be able to get to this episode and this series. And I'm pretty sure that's just because I'm on the right track. So, again, thanks so much for joining Pause and Press Play. And I definitely hope that you take away and get something out of this new series that we are doing, which is Who is Kyla Nicole? What Made Me, What Makes You, and that is where we are going to jump into some of the things that have shaped us as people and who we are, and specifically a little bit more about myself so that you can understand who I am and what I do and why I continue to do what I do. So for this episode, I really want to talk about the birth and Um, I'm going to take you back a little bit just so that you can understand uh, maybe what I'm talking about, but that you can kind of sit down with yourself and figure out your birth. So if you know me, maybe you don't. I'm a Cancer. I was born in July and I'm an 80s baby, not an early 80s, but a late 80s. (laughs) I won't date myself. So um, if you follow me on social media, you will find out soon how old I am because my birthday is coming up and I'm very excited. But um, I think it's important for us to talk about our birth because it's kind of the foundation of how our lives began. You know, for me, my parents were married when I was born, um, and unfortunately, the marriage didn't last long, so I quickly became a product of a divorce, and that was years uh, after, but that divorce definitely impacted my life, but more specifically, how I was born. So I was born in Joliet, Illinois, born and raised Hey, and my mom was pretty sick with me. She had preeclampsia, which I guess back in the day they called it toxema. And I came pretty early. I'm pretty sure it was like five or six months, uh, emergency cesarean. And my mom almost died and I almost died. And I think that is where my journey began, obviously. I had to fight to be here, and something about me that has always been a thing is that I have this fight in me for everything. You know, I fight for um, myself, I fight for my friends, um, you know, social injustices. I just believe in fighting, and A lot of people will say, oh my gosh, you're like the comeback kid, or man, you just don't stop, you just don't give up, you don't give in, which is probably very true. However, it I've learned at this point, it's more exhausting than I thought it was, and it definitely has taken a toll on me much more than I thought it ever would. So, as a young child, I... (laughs) 
of course, I love people and I still love people. And I've just had to learn some really hard lessons. But I would go to school and I would give away my clothes, my shoes, my jackets, because people didn't have, apparently. <laughs> of course, eventually I got in trouble by my mom because, of course, you know, she's like, you can't keep giving away your stuff. But I just loved people so much. And I've always had this ability to see through people. And I think when I was younger, it wasn't as big of a deal um, because I didn't have as much real world experience and I didn't have as much invested. And so I was able to give, 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 give because it's just what I do. And as I've gotten older, I realized that you can't, you can't live your life this way. Everyone does not have the same fight in them. Everyone does not want your help. Everyone does not need your help. And ultimately you are not people's God. So I spent time from birth all the way up probably until a few years ago fighting for people. And this fight that I have has definitely just drove me to a place where I had to figure out what I was fighting for. When you're someone like me that has this large heart and you invest in people, you invest in your time, your energy, um, you love hard and you have these big dreams and this big imagination and you give, give, give constantly, you realize that at some point you have to set boundaries for yourself. And that's something that I don't think I did very well. Um, It took me a really long time to set proper boundaries. And I'll be honest with you, I sometimes struggle with that um, a lot because I see the good in people and I see the gold. And I don't believe that you should just throw people away even when they've kind of been sour to you because there's so much gold in people. You know, when you see strange behavior uh, from people, typically there's a very interesting story about them. There's a background that you're not aware of. And sometimes you are aware of them. But what I had to come to learn is that just because you have that background or you have that story does not give you the right to still be and function in dysfunction, if that makes sense. You know, as a child, we are kind of given a set of cards. We don't get to pick our parents. We don't get to pick where we live. We don't get to pick where we grow up. We don't get to pick where we go to schools. We don't really get any of those rights until gosh, 17, 18 years old. And by then you are pretty much formed who you are, what you believe in your issues. They have pretty much been formed for you and you no longer have the right as you walk through life to continue to say, well, this is just how I was raised. Um, You have to fight some of your hardest and your toughest days to get through your breakthrough. You have to be willing to put it on the line and sacrifice and give to yourself the same way that you've given to other people. That's what we miss. A lot of times this world requires us to focus on society and to focus on the wealth and to focus on um, the material goods, so much so that our insides are broken. 
And we lose the fight for ourselves. We lose the fight to be healthy, to stay healthy, to be mentally fit. We lose the fight to put our boundaries up and say, I no longer want to do this or be this way. We lose that. And that is probably the most detrimental thing that I think that we can do to ourselves as people. And so a couple years ago, I began to go on this journey. And in this journey, some of my hardest experiences were coming from the things that I fought so long to keep and have. You know, unhealthy relationships, toxic people, toxic situations, um, the dead-end job, the the dead-end uh, hobbies, all those things that were just dead weight to me, I fought to keep them simply because I wanted to fix it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to be that person or do that thing. And I realized that it was exhausting. I realized that I was tired. I realized that I was carrying 90% of relationships when maybe I only should have been carrying 50%. You know, no relationship is 50-50 in my personal opinion because you all have strengths and weaknesses that complement one another. But when you're carrying, you know, more than 60, 70, 80%, you have to ask yourself, is this relationship even profitable? Am I getting what I'm giving out? And I had to make some conscious decisions that were really, really tough, but that's the fight in me. And so as I got to college and I realized that, Maybe I wasn't getting all that I needed out of relationships. I began to cut them out, except for a few. And those few relationships cost me so much. One relationship specifically cost me court battles and drama that I did not want. But I didn't make the best decisions. And I thank God that I was able to overcome that and get out of that without permanent blemishes. But it taught me something. I fought to keep that relationship around for years after that, and it just ended terribly, simply because I put up the fight when I knew I should not have. I knew that I should let this person go, but I didn't. I kept them around, and they kept me around, for maybe for selfish reasons on both of our ends. But, you know, the wrong relationship can cost you more than what you're willing to pay. It leaves you emotionally drained. It can put you in a position or a place where you don't even know how you got there. And that's what it did for me. Another one of those relationships caused domestic turmoil for me. And, you know, I met a guy and I met several guys, obviously, haven't we all? (laughs) I mean, I know you guys have, ladies. Come on. Just because you meet a guy doesn't mean you have to sleep with everyone that you meet, of course. Let me put that caveat out there. However, um, you know, you have to be careful not to build to your resume because when you fight to keep these relationships around, sometimes they continue to do all this damage to you that you're not aware of and it just leaves you left uh, with a short end of the stick. But that's another episode that we'll talk about. And so for me, um, there was a relationship in particular that I got into, and I don't even know how I got into it, to be honest with you. Um, I definitely rebounded after 
um, separating from who I believed was the love of my life, which is the love of my life because I ended up marrying him later in life, which is funny. But at the time, we did not see eye to eye. We didn't have the same goals. We didn't have the same ambitions. um, And we were on two different paths in life. And although he was very supportive and had the best intentions for me and was honest with me, uh, it was difficult because I had to say goodbye. And in the meantime of me saying goodbye, I met this guy that I was really cool with and young and silly. And we ended up having this child. And I fought so hard to keep this child. And um, against my parents' wishes, against, you know, what I would have intentionally wanted for my life at the end, it was something that I felt this was my responsibility, so I'm going to do it. And I did. I had a baby at 17, and I graduated school in May. I went to college in August. And let me tell you something. I had to fight like nobody's business. I (laughs) was placed on academic probation immediately going to school because I had this child and it was just like, you're not going to succeed. I had people tell me that there was no way I was going to be able to have a baby and go to school full time and work full time. And somehow I managed to do it. That was my fight. I also managed to graduate with over a 3.3 GPA and, um, I managed to somehow get some partying time in. I did a lot, but it was just fight, this drive that I had in me just to say that, hey, I can do this. But here I am, you know, 13 years later, almost. And I realized what that fight did to me. You know, as a parent, sometimes as children, we don't necessarily understand or see the decisions that our parents make for us. We don't really get them And we are sometimes oblivious to them. But when you become a parent, you begin to understand, oh, you know, this is why my parent wanted me to do this. This is why, you know, my mom wished I had done that. And that's where I found myself a couple years ago thinking, wow, you know, I missed out on some things or I didn't necessarily do all the things that I wanted to do um, simply because, I had other priorities and other obligations. And for those of you that are young moms out there, you know, I encourage you to um, focus on your end goal, of course. But when you get older, you know, trust your process. Trust that God will redeem your time. Trust that you'll be able to get everything that you desire to do out um, and done and stay the course. You know, sometimes we deviate from what we know to do simply because of what we want to do. And that is not necessarily the best thing for us to do. There are so many lessons that I learned along the way just because of sacrifice. There are so many um, things that happened to me that probably kept me from being in a lot more trouble than I could have been. There, of course, were moments and times where I, you know, struggled, like, is my child acting out because of this or, um, Is my child going to, you know, be angry with me because I'm not there? Um, And you have to trust the process and you have to know that your children see your struggle. They see what you're going through um, and they make their own decisions. And once they start making their own decisions, you're not accountable for that. You know, all you can do is raise your children to do and be the best that they absolutely can be. And 
whatever decisions they make, they make. You just have to be there to pick up the pieces. So that's a little piece for my parents out there. And for those of you that will become parents, um, you know, sooner than later or later (laughs) in life. It's just something you have to remember, lessons that I think I missed. But I fought so hard um, to try to be the perfect parent, the perfect student, the perfect worker, um, to prove everyone wrong, that it breeded insecurities in me. It breeded, um, you know, this perfectionism trait that I had to work hard and I'm still working hard to undo uh, because it makes you want to do everything perfect. It makes you want to, um, you know, strive and be better and greater, which is amazing. But I try to tell people with every strength that you have, there's a weakness that's associated with it. I talk about that a lot in, you know, a couple of my ebooks, especially A Broken Egg, um, that where you are strong, there lies a weakness somewhere. And it is up to you to find it and to embrace it and to cultivate it so that it does not become detrimental to your life. And so when you have this fight in you, whatever that thing is that keeps you up at night, whatever those issues are that you think you have to do better and be better, whatever um, those relationships are that you're fighting for, you have to, number one, evaluate, is it worth it? Is what I'm fighting for going to elevate me, separate me, or be detrimental to me? That is important that you find that out about yourself. Because if you don't, someone else will. And that can be perceived as a weakness. When people find certain things out about you, it is possible that they will use them against you. Although we like to say that it wouldn't happen, it does. We let our guard down all the time. And sometimes the relationships that you're in, that you're not being fulfilled in, that are not necessarily good for you, are simply because they have found out your weakness before you have. And you just have to be honest about that. Number two, once you find it out, make it your business to work through it. Don't find out your weakness and bag on yourself and feel sorry for yourself and pity yourself. Find out where your weakness is and find out how to strengthen it. You will never be perfect. (laughs) You will never be able to completely rid yourself of weaknesses. But you will be able to find people that will support you in that weakness, that will guard you in your weakness, that will help you work through your weaknesses. And those are the type of relationships that you want to have. You have to elevate yourself upward because if you do anything other than that, have the possibility to derail your entire future. And lastly, what you need to do with this fight that you have is guard it. Guard your fight. Fight battles that, not necessarily say fight battles that you can always win because you won't always win them, but fight battles that are going to leave you built up. Fight battles that you truly believe in. Fight battles that are going to change you, change your perspective, change your mind. Get uncomfortable in your fight because in that, it births something in you. Your passions, your purpose, your talents and giftings, all those things work together in that fight. And as I'm realizing, as I get older, 
the more I realize who I am, what I'm fighting for, what I believe in, I'm constantly changing those things about me. I'm constantly growing in those particular areas. And I believe it's making me a better person, but it's also shaping me to help shape the humans that I have. Um, It's putting me, you know, in a place where they'll be ahead and they won't have to fight as hard as I had to fight, hopefully. But again, you know, that goes back to their decisions. Um, But do that. Guard your fight. Guard it, guard it, guard it. Um, And honor that fight that you have. Realize that it's okay, you know. But with everything, there has to be harmony. You know, I say harmony because balance is, I don't even know if balance is a real word at this point in life. Because how can you balance things that you're giving 100% to? You can't give 100% to balance. It has to be in harmony. It has to flow with one another. It has to um, intertwine. Because that, I believe, is where the beauty is. You know, it's like making music, writing sheet music. You're not balancing the notes. You're harmonizing. And when you put those instruments together, they make a beautiful sound. Think about that in your fight. So, as we pause and press play on our fight today, um, tonight, tomorrow, yesterday, whenever you're listening to this, go back over your fight. Find out what you're fighting for, things that you've gotten away from. Ignite the fire inside of you and really give it your all. But don't give it so much to the point where you're exhausted. Um, There's a time and a place for that. You know, the Bible is very clear about the seasons. We have to be clear about them as well. Because if we spend time fighting against the current, you just find yourself drowning faster. And so I challenge you to really evaluate that, evaluate that fight. Um, And we will pick up more as we go into more episodes, you know, about who's Kyla Nicole and what's made me. Um, The next episode, you know, I'm going to dive into my childhood a little bit more and really talk about this drive and this fight and um, just some of the tidbits and lessons that I've learned from it. So... Until next time, remember to pause and press play. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast.